Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry and I talk about Randy Orton's non-verbal promo from Monday Night Raw. That's right, all the heat he got without even saying a word. We get into that with Mark Henry. Also, we get into NXT from this past Wednesday and the segment with Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, and I believe the MVP of the segment, Bianca Belair. And what does this mean to the road to WrestleMania 36? And also, with the XFL season starting up on Saturday, we talk to the commish. That's right, Commissioner Oliver Luck. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I got my XFL t-shirt ready to go. You know I'm going to be in New Jersey at MetLife Stadium to see my Guardians play this Sunday. And we're all excited for the kickoff taking place on Saturday, week one, starting tomorrow. And who better to talk about it but the commissioner of the XFL, the one and only Oliver Luck. Mr. Luck, how are you today? I'm doing great, Dave. Mark, nice to be on your show. Man, that's awesome. You don't know how excited we are because we're football nuts. And uh, as much as we talk wrestling, we always have our takes on what goes on in the NFL. And now we'll be able to talk about what's going on in the XFL. Yeah, you know, we are so excited about launching this weekend. You know, a lot of work has gone into planning this league. I've been on the job almost two years now. And, of course, uh, Vince has been thinking about, you know, relaunching the XFL for a lot longer than that. Uh, a lot of people have been on board. We've had, for example, it was just I just realized I hired Bob Stoops last year, February 1st. So he's had, you know, over a year to put his – coaching staff together, do his scouting, install his offenses, defenses, special teams, you know, do the draft. I mean, just a lot of work that's gone in by a lot of different people. So we can't wait to, to kick off 2 o'clock tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon, Washington, D.C. Uh, the defenders take on the Seattle Dragons live on ABC. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really excited about all of the uh, implications dealing with the new rules and um can can you explain to us the uh the scoring of the extra point yeah so um i'll I'll walk you through that but i'll also and this is very important also share with you and your listeners the rationale for why you know we changed some of these rules okay awesome uh yeah so, so take a step back and think about 
uh, you know, watching an NFL game. We all love the NFL, of course. Think about watching an NFL game. Team marches down, scores a touchdown. It's almost a knee-jerk reaction to go for the extra point, right, as opposed to going for two. So even with the NFL moving back the kick, right, it's now a, a longer extra point kick. Even with that, the, the, each kick is about 95% successful, right? That's the conversion rate. It's basically yeah. a fade all complete. It's going to happen. That's when you get out of your chair typically and go get a sandwich or, you know, soda pop or whatever. There's no drama and no strategy really in the extra points. So we said, let's, let's give teams uh, a, a bigger menu of options. Let's let them go for one, go for two, or go for three. They're all plays from scrimmage. The one-pointer is from the two-yard line, two-pointer from the five, the three-pointer from the ten. And that just injects strategy and drama, you know, into the extra point. Uh, And what do we as fans love to do? We love to second-guess our coaches. We're all Monday morning quarterbacks. And we just think that that, you know, decision that a coach has to make on every touchdown, do I go for one, play it safe? Do I go for two, a little bit risky? Or do I kind of roll the dice and go for three? And if you think about, you know, protecting a lead – or you're down by 10, you know, all of a sudden uh, a game takes on a different meaning, you know, based on, you know, based on the score. Uh, And it also allows you towards the end of the game, if it's a two score game, you know, it might be a one score game because you can get a nine point touchdown or a three score game becomes a two score game. So we think it just adds some strategy. It makes the extra point that much more interesting. And, you know, what we tried to do is we looked at professional football is what are those plays that have over time become relatively meaningless and the extra point kick in a sense, because it's 94, 95% successful has become meaningless. The other play in our mind that's become very meaningless is the NFL kickoff because you're kicking a ball, you know, uh, into the end zone. (laughs) You don't see anything happening, right? Guys run down, ball goes out of the end zone. It's a touchback. That's not what people want to see necessarily because there's no kickoff return. So, you know, as we designed our kickoff return, we wanted to make sure we could get, you know, as many returns as possible. Uh, So that's that's sort of the thinking that went into all these uh, innovations, all these rule changes. And, And, you know, the rationale, I think, is as important as the rule change itself. Was it more safety or was it more you wanted more exciting uh, returns in the game where you move the players? closer together on the kickoffs and punts yeah so on the on the kickoff basically it was both to, to, to give you the short answer is both safety uh, as well as making sure that there are more returns so you've got you know the guys we, we eliminated the that sprint up right we eliminated that you know, right. 40 yard sprint because that that's what made the play dangerous simply put right uh, the the kickoff is the single most dangerous play in football, in large part because of that run-up. On the punt, we did something that's really a very minor tweak, if you think about it. So, you know, the gunners are the guys on the outside. They line up sort of like uh-huh. wide receivers. The gunners are the guys on the outside. In the NFL, those gunners leave at the snap, and they run down, and they, of course, try to either tackle a punt returner or cause a fair catch or whatever. So in our league, we're holding those gunners. They can't leave until the ball is kicked, right? So that's a new rule. The referees will enforce that rule. They can't leave until the ball is kicked. That gives the punt returner an extra two seconds and probably about 15 yards to catch the ball, to field the ball, and make a move. 
So, you know, we think we'll have far fewer fair catches and there'll be more opportunities for punt returns. And one of the things that fans told us loud and clear, they like punt returns. They like kickoff returns because uh, you, you guys would probably agree. I think they're, they're two of the most exciting plays in football. So we wanted to make sure that we could, you know, make every play as meaningful as possible. Uh, and that just brings more action in our mind. That brings more action into the game. I'm I'm going to answer ask this one last question before uh I actually let my my co-host and lead host take a, take over some but I'm just excited to have you on the show and it, the 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 one thing that I always thought was kind of you know absurd was if a if a gunner gets pushed out of bounds he can't come in and make a play is 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 that still in effect or did that rule change the gunners no, that's, come that, in. That, that's still in fact we haven't changed that rule so i think what what you're going to see and this will be kind of a a different look you'll see the gunners or at least one of those gunners going in motion along the line of scrimmage there's nothing that prevents them from doing that right so he'll be going in motion so he'll have movement which is going to make it a lot easier for him uh you know to get to get downfield without getting shoved out of bounds you know, Commissioner Luck, you mentioned that like everybody loves the NFL and they're all NFL fans, but I think you would agree that a lot of NFL fans have kind of gotten frustrated over the last few years. You know, a lot of fans don't know what a catch is anymore. They don't know what a penalty is anymore. Uh, is that something that you're going to be addressing with the XFL? Well, you know, we, I think, made, made one really smart move. We brought Dean Blandino on board. And uh, Dean is, no pun intended, the dean of officiating in, the, in, in this country. Uh, he, uh, when I was working at the NCAA, we brought Dean on board to help uh, with college officiating. Uh, he's put our program together, you know, working with, uh, with uh, our league and, and created our, our six officiating crews that will you know, debut tomorrow. Uh, he's a very sensible kind of guy. He, we gave sort of guidance to Dean to say, let's, let's make the game as, as simple to referee as we, as we possibly can. So, uh, so I'll mention a couple of things. Every rule innovation that, that we you know, put through, we went to Dean and said, does this make it easier to officiate? Does this take some of the complexity out of officiating? Does it make the call easier? For example, think about the, you know, the one foot and bounds rule. That's easier to officiate than two feet in bounds. Simple. I mean, you ask any referee, and they'll yep. say yes. You know, we like the one foot in bounds because we can we can see that. You know, we're not having to watch two you know two appendages of the body you know at the same time, which is hard. So we wanted to make sure that that number one, Dean and his folks could help guide us as we you know modified the rules. Uh, and and the second thing was you know let let's not be overly technical. Dean Blandino has shared probably a thousand times with our refereeing crews. Let's not be overly technical. If a guy's in motion and he's going a little bit towards the line of scrimmage, which technically, you know, is a foul, let's let's kind of blow that off. It doesn't matter. It doesn't affect the play. So we want, you know, our referees to call a clean game, obviously, uh, and we'll have penalties. It's inevitable. Uh, but we're trying to get to a point where we're not being so overly technical. Having said all of that, I've got a lot of respect for refs because it's a hard game to, to referee. It's a hard game to officiate. It happens fast, you know. Uh, but we're going to try to, you know, to be as, as, as unobtrusive as possible to let the players and the coaches decide the game and not, you know, not the referee. And in that vein, we've got a sky judge who'll be, you know, at each stadium 
and he'll have the opportunity to you know reach into the game, so to speak, uh, if there is an egregious call, either in terms of health and safety or in the last five minutes of the game, if there's any egregious call that changes, you know, sort of the course of the game, uh, they'll be able to reach in and, and, and change that call, right? So we want to avoid, obviously, those really bad calls, you know, as we all know, uh, last year, uh, you know, in that uh, a- NFC championship game. Yeah. Those are the types of calls that we think are egregious, and, and we might as well reach in and, and allow that call to be overturned and then move on. Uh, Commissioner Luck, as you know, this is a pro wrestling show. So, you know, in our world, Vince McMahon is sometimes the most loved person in our, in our world and sometimes the most hated person in our world. Uh, you know, what has his influence been and, and, and how has it been, you know, we're working with somebody like Vince McMahon? Well, it's been awesome for me to work with a, a guy like Vince. I didn't know him, of course, knew of him, obviously, but didn't know him. Uh, but, you know, to to be around him, to sort of hear his wisdom and all those years of experience in build, building companies, uh, his passion, quite honestly, for the game. If Vince were on this call, I think he would say that, you know, if you ask him, hey, Vince, why are you doing this? He'd say, for the love of football. So uh, it's been it's been really good for me to be around a guy, you know, like that. I've had a variety of, you know, different personalities over the years of people that I've reported into. Uh, but I've, I've really enjoyed my time with Vince over the last year and a half, almost two years now, and look forward to, you know, many years to come. Are you getting any well, oh, go ahead, Mark. Oh, sorry, Dave. I didn't mean to step on you. Uh, I, I wanted to take this opportunity as a, as a brand on SiriusXM to shoot our shot. And that, that shot is – we would love to not only have you on or have representation from the XFL on again, but we would also like the uh, – we made the understanding between us that we wanted to report the scores and, and talk about the XFL throughout the season and maybe even come to some games and uh, be give a live presence and – um, you know, I, I guess you got to go straight to the top sometimes. You know, you, you can float around everybody beneath you. But, you know, this is our chance to shoot our shot, and we're shooting it. <laughs> I love <laughs> we, it. I love the attitude. We want to we we ask right out front. Listen, we'd love to have you at any of the games and, you know, love to have uh, – me or our coaches or, or players, I mean, you name it. There's a, we got, as you guys know, a lot of really good, what I call football men. You know, Kevin Gilbride, the head coach in New York, you know, won two Super Bowls with the Giants as the offensive coordinator. Jim Zorn up in Seattle, you know, sort of a legend himself as a you know, quarterback for the Seahawks. Mark Tressman down in, in Tampa Bay won a couple of great cups in Canada. June Jones down in Houston also won great cups. I mean, there's we got some pretty good football people. Winston Moss, maybe the most entertaining head coach we got. Great player back in the day. Great college player at University of Miami. A mm-hmm. longtime assistant head coach for Mike McCarthy up in Green Bay. So there's there's some real you know football folks that I think you guys would would certainly enjoy. So we're we're, we're willing and ready to work with you in any way we can. We love it. And, and Commissioner Luck, thank you so much for the time. I know this is a busy day for you, and I guess try to get some sleep tonight before the season kicks off tomorrow afternoon. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks very much. Great to be on your show, Dave, Mark. All right. Thank you so much, Commissioner Luck. And, Mark, you know, the XFL season starts tomorrow afternoon, 2 o'clock. And I guess, you know, I'll be going to the the Guardians game on Sunday. Uh, I'm interested to see 
uh, how it does this weekend. But I also think, Mark, with the XFL, it's going to take a little time because there is that stigma. Whenever you have Vince McMahon involved, people are going to think it's going to be like the XFL was, you know, almost 20 years ago. This is going to be something a little bit different. That He's separating himself from the pro wrestling world to XFL. As uh, Commissioner Luck said, it's for the love of football. So I think this is going to be a credible league, and I think you got to give a little time and be a little patient when it comes to this new league. You know, I think so too, Dave. I think also there were a lot of things that were, that were so positive in the XFL uh, that folded. I mean, you look at the, the, the camera system that they use today. Yep. Uh, that was that was all XFL. And uh, I think that there are going to be modern uh, things that are going to be adopted into the NFL that happens in this season. Sirius XM Fight Nation celebrates Black History Month every weekday at 2 p.m. Eastern on the Ock and Barack Show. All month long, the show reflects on the life and legacy of different influential African-American athletes. Such icons as Muhammad Ali. Hey, I'm the king of the world. Kobe Bryant. You guys will always be in my heart. I love you guys. Jackie Robinson. Robinson dashes to the plate. Safe. And more will be recognized for the impact they made both in and out of sports. The Yak and Barack Show, weekdays noon till 3 Eastern, only on Sirius XM Fight Nation. Mark, what did you think about that segment with Randy Orton this past Monday on Raw? It's been a very long time since I heard that kind of heat. I mean, that was Iron Sheik-like heat. That was Sergeant Slaughter when he turned and went with the Iran-Contra era. Like, it was heat that it's hard to attain the kind of heat where you can't even speak. And there's a constant roar of just vile attention from the crowd. Where it, I'm, it, Man, I don't, I don't – Randy, we, we talked about this for the last two years. Randy is – if I was going to start a franchise – I would want Randy first. That would be my pick. And a lot of it is uh, his physical abilities in the ring. But what we experienced is, is the main reason. I myself wanted to jump through the TV and kick him when he concertoed or, uh, Edge. Like everybody's angry and up in arms about it. And, and – some of it is 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 edge, but he was conflicted. Like you know what, this is not right. I'm not going to do this. And then he went and did it anyway. That's why everybody's mad. Is they saw he they saw that he knew it was wrong, and he still did it. That's why everybody's angry. And it makes a lot of sense. And. Think about what you said, Mark. Like, you're comparing it to, like, Sergeant Slaughter when he turned heel. The Iron Sheik, you know, back in the early to mid-'80s. Like, you Hyper have hitting, to go back decades. Got to go back decades. Yeah. I, you know, it's the type of— It's 80s of, heat. It's yeah, 80s. Because you don't see that much anymore, Mark. You know, you don't get fans to buy in like they used to 35, 40 years ago. That was the beauty of what we saw last week and what we saw this past Monday. You, you know what else, Heat, in the, in the 90s, when the NWO 
would beat people down and spray paint them. It was that kind of heat. I mean, like it's very. It, this is decade like heat. There might not in the in the two thousands. There might not be this kind of heat. It might be twenty thirty before we experience this kind of heat again. It's absolutely nuts, man. Well, you know what? I have to say this because when you talk about heel heat, and we talked about him a lot on this show. I think you're seeing two amazing heels in pro wrestling right now. And I hate to say it because I despise them, but MJF with AEW and Randy Orton with the WWE. You're getting it from two completely different shows and two completely different personalities. One is Randy Orton where, hell, a lot of the people who are watching him have been in love at some point with Randy Orton. Everybody loves the RKO. Randy Orton could be as easily loved as he is hated, as he is right now. When it comes to MJF, complete opposite. Randy Orton's a veteran. MJF is just in his early 20s, for crying out loud. And he gets personal, yeah. and he draws that line. But I think we're seeing two old-school heels right now in 2020. He, he's the only guy. You know, Randy, I, I, I respect what he's done in his career and how he's done it. And even in his villainy, I respect the fact that he sticks to his guns. MJF, on the other hand, I would have to say that he's he, he's the kind of heat that makes me want to come out of retirement because I, I want to put hands on him. And, and there's um, some of it is the fact that he disrespect my friend, Dave, but the other side of it is he makes personal attacks on people in the audience, picking out somebody and saying that they're fat, saying somebody's ugly, or saying, wow, this kid right here, and him him being uh, him being crass toward people that can't affect, that can't, they they have no choice in the afflictions that they have. Him picking up that that's that's where I just draw the line. I I, I think that that's not wrestling heat. Uh that he's gonna do that to the wrong person and security is gonna have to protect him. Because uh regardless of how tough you are and you can fight and you're a wrestler or whatever. Uh, he gonna mess with the wrong kid, and one of those moms is gonna come out of the audience, and they're gonna rip his face off. Wow, I mean, and, and again, that's those are things you just don't see now. You gotta stop doing that. I mean, uh, uh, this should be a mandate from AEW. Like, it's not good business. I, I just don't like it. John Jones is one of the most dominant champions in UFC history. He might be the greatest talent that we've ever seen in the UFC. And at UFC 247, he defends his light heavyweight throne from dangerous knockout artist Dominic Reyes. Hey, John, hold that bell, baby. Let's go. Join Sirius XF Fight Nation this Saturday for full coverage beginning at 6 p.m. Eastern, followed by post-fight reaction and analysis starting at 1 a.m. Eastern. We bring the fight to you. Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. We're going to get the match between Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair there's a part of me that as much as I would like to see Rhea Ripley and Charlotte there's a part of me that would say it 
that would rather see Bianca Belair <gasps> in Charlotte. Oh, wow. Wow. I, I can't co-sign for that, but, man, you said it. I did. Because, as you know, Mark, it's not you just explain a, yourself. It's, it's not just about the match. It's about the story. And it's about okay. all the segments leading up to that match and the story that is being told. And I'm sorry, Rhea Ripley in the microphone and Charlotte in the microphone? Okay. Charlotte on a microphone and Bianca Belair on a microphone. To me, that would be a wonderful story leading up to WrestleMania. I'll even take it a step further. Rhea Ripley is great in the ring. But you talk about athleticism? Bianca Belair might be able to somewhere come close to the athleticism of Charlotte Flair. Does she equal it? No. Nobody can. She comes close. You know, I'm sitting here thinking back a year ago, and we watched that match between Bianca Belair and Shayna Baszler. Mm Mm-hmm. She was not outclassed. She was not outclassed by the by Shayna Baszler's greatness, the fact that she was the champion, and she had been champion for how many days at that? I mean, shoot, close to a year at that time. She, I think that she could do the same thing, Dave, with Charlotte. I think you're absolutely right. I think that she will not be outclassed in the ring with Charlotte Flair. No, she won't be. And I'm not saying that Rhea Ripley would be either, but I think we can agree on that when you look at athleticism and wrestling ability, Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley are close. But they are not close when it comes to mic skills right now. Bianca Belair blows Rhea Ripley away on the microphone. Yeah, I I would have to agree and think that it's only going to get better. Imagine what Bianca can say about Charlotte Flair. About you, you came from wrestling royalty. And I came from nothing. You've had all opportunities to be champion. I've never gotten any. Everybody knows who you are. But me beating you, it puts me on the map. You beating me, it's just another one, another win for you. But beating you, it'll shake up the world. I'll be a household name. Like and and I know that Bianca can deliver those type of promos. That she can emotionally get herself in a place because we've seen it, right? Yep. <sighs> wow. I mean, I I, I, just, I hope I hope that you you're right, Dave. Because if you are, that means that as wrestling fans. We're going to have one more major player to look forward to every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and on selected Sundays. 
All right, let me throw out a question, and I want you to be completely honest. Uh, I'm nothing but it. Who is more WrestleMania match ready? Think about it. It's not just what in ring. It's about the story, and it's about the pomp and circumstance. Who is more WrestleMania ready, Rhea Ripley or Bianca Belair? I I would have to give the edge to Rhea Ripley because of how she's built. And when I say built, I don't mean her physical build. I mean the matches that she has had that has led to uh, where she's going, I think have spoke volumes for. As it relates to being believable with and comfortable with promos and wrestling, Without the opportunities to be the champion, I would have to say Bianca. Okay. So you're really not answering the question. <laughs> you, you, you saw how I did that? You I, saw I, how I, did that? I like what you did there. Let's go, let's go out to the nation. Let's, let's go, let the nation ask. Let's, answer. Go, let's go to Chris in New Jersey. Chris, what did you want to say about Rhea, Charlotte, and Bianca? Let me tell you. Now, y'all know we had this conversation last week. So I'm happy to see that Mark actually opened up his mind because last week I know Mark was like, eh, I don't know. But now after that segment, I was like, I hope Mark sees the money with Bianca and Charlotte. Like, I know the, t- the topic was before um, whether it should be a triple threat or, uh, you know, Charlotte. I mean, Charlotte and Bianca one-on-one. I actually really don't want to see Rhea involved with it. I want to see Charlotte and Bianca one-on-one, and Charlotte doesn't even have to win. We already know how great Charlotte is. So what you just said, Mark, that whole story about how the build-up will be, that gave me goosebumps, man. I'm ready for that at WrestleMania now. Well, I I hope that they, in Portland, uh, Bianca and Rhea steal the show. And Whatever the whatever the case is, whoever win, lose, or draw, whoever comes out of it on top, I hope they have a challenge match against Charlotte, and that that would that would be the best thing for me. I, and, I would feel like I'm getting everything that I want in in pro wrestling. And Chris, thanks for the phone call. Here's the thing: we didn't know how this you know women's division would bounce back from the main event match at WrestleMania 35, and I think the division looks very, very strong, especially on NXT. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.